from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back on a Saturday. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go to BetMGM.com right now. Remember, they reconfigured the app as well. Check it out. Download the BetMGM app. you got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, it is called the Lombardi Line, but Michael grabbed his shovel and he went up to Buffalo to help dig some of those players out. So hopefully he'll be back for the next segment as we welcome you back here on a Week 12 college football. Of course, joining us, the host of Bet Prep, he is Matt Humans. And as we say hi to Matt, I knew for a fact you were going to have UCLA catching two, two and a half. The only question <laughs> I have is, do you also have Baylor catching the two as well? Yes, I'm guessing you do. I did not bet uh, Baylor Bears yet. I'm thinking about it, but uh, that's a possible play. Last night in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational, uh, the contest we do with uh, 16 handicappers, the field's actually down to 14 this week because your good friend Steve Fezzik got cut, Patrick. I'm sorry <laughs> uh, to, to tell you that, but he got cut last week. Um, Baylor was a popular play, and uh, Chris the Bear Felica of ESPN was one of the guys on Baylor, so... That's a side that a lot of guys in the contest like. I did not play it yet. I've considered it, but I have not bet it yet. I am on UCLA. Uh, I will say that out of my pocket, I've got a better number. Circa opened USC as a four-point favorite in this game last Sunday afternoon. And um, actually 11 a.m. last Sunday when the openers go up at Circa for college football, I grabbed uh, UCLA at plus three and a half. I'll I'll still say play it. Uh, plus two and a half. I, I think UCLA's got a obviously a really good shot to win this game tonight, Patrick. Uh, right in your backyard. I think this is a game of the week in college football with a a Pac-12 championship and a college football playoff spot possibly on the line for UFC, USC. And we yeah, do have Matt, the big guy, Michael B- Lombardi, back. Hi, Michael. Yeah. I, I didn't think I was going. I was. I listened to the whole thing. I was here. I, I wasn't <laughs> shoveling. I know that. There's no chance I shovel. I mean, they got forbid of that. I mean, that could be dangerous. Matt, Maddie, I want to know. Like, are you playing the over in this game? I mean, like, what? Why are you on? Do you trust UCLA's defense more than USC? Is I guess the question I'm asking. Yeah, I do think this is going to be the type of game where uh, teams are going to trade shots. They're going to trade big plays. I really think that uh, Caleb Williams needs to get more consideration for the Heisman. He might eventually get more consideration for the number one pick in the NFL draft when he's eligible. He's got 31 TDs, two picks. 
Uh, he's doing a great job in this Lincoln Riley offense. Dorian Thompson Robinson, I think, is emerging as a pretty solid NFL prospect as well, because as we see the league kind of move towards more mobile quarterbacks, DTR's got 45 starts in this Chip Kelly offense. 27 touchdowns this season, 20 passing, 7 rushing. This is nation's number 10 scoring offense of 39.5 points per game. But you also have an NFL running back in that backfield with uh, Zach Charbonnet. He's got 7.5 yards per carry. And I think that the UCLA offense has more ways to wear down the USC defense uh, through the air, obviously on the ground, mostly on the ground with DTR and Charbonnet. And I think USC's got to rely mostly on the pass. Now, USC's got capable backs, but their best back, Travis Dye, went down to a season-ending injury last week. And he's a dynamic back, and I think that makes a little bit of a difference here. Um, Michael, it's a USC defense that gave up 43 points to Utah, 37 to Arizona, 35 to Cal. And uh, the Trojans could not get a stop in that second half up in Salt Lake City. So... Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily the best bet on the board. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game, high-scoring game. But UCLA dropped a 62-point bomb on USC last year, and I think you, UCLA can put up you know, 50 in this uh, game tonight. So uh, I'm going with the Bruins here. Give it up 35 to Cal is the biggest indictment. Cal offense, <laughs> give it up 35. That's the biggest that indictment you can make. That is disgusting. I mean, the USC yeah. defense is a sieve. It really is. I don't know if the metrics play it out, Matt, but the USC defense with the eyeball tests, they're about as bad as it gets. You know, you're right. And actually, last week, that same Cal offense produced 10 points and 156 yards against Oregon State. Yep. That's right. Now... Yeah. Michael, I want to have uh, Matty Humans here defend his play against TCU if he actually does play Baylor today. Because I, I don't know about you, Matt, but I watched that every snap against Texas, and I was very impressed with TCU because the offense wasn't going, but they gave up, what, three points to that Texas offense. I thought the defense was exquisite, and Quinton Johnson looked healthy, had timely catches. I don't know. I was impressed by TCU in a tight win at Austin yet last week. I don't know, Michael. I hear a lot of guys break down football games. I, very rarely do I hear guys use the word exquisite. And that's what separates Patrick Maher, I think, from a <laughs> <laughs> He's such a jerk. It's a great word. Yes. That's why you have spell checker, because I can't spell exquisite. I, I, I need that, you know. I could start it, and someone's got to finish it for okay, me. You both, know? Both, both, both of you zip it. The point is this. TCU, they ran the ball a bunch of times. I mean, I thought TCU was impressive. Again, they really couldn't get a flow on offense, but I thought they were impressive against Texas, no? There's no doubt TCU was impressive. I, th I think the indictment against TCU up until last week was that the Horned Frogs had taken advantage of a lot of teams that had quarterback injuries. And uh, actually, last week, TCU took advantage of Quinn Ewers, who's been a really inconsistent quarterback for Texas lately. He was 17 for 39 in that game. And uh, I think you got to start asking some tough questions about Steve Sarkissian as a coach and uh, Quinn Ewers as a quarterback prospect and uh, Texas as a team in general. And I'm, I'm betting against Texas again this week, by the way. I was impressed by TCU, no doubt about it. And I, I didn't say I'm betting against TCU this right. week. I think the guys who are doing it are kind of doing it because it's a, a bit of a, a spot play and kind of a, you know, off the big win in Austin. TCU has been running hot, running a little bit lucky. And uh, a lot of people think their time's going to come up soon. And maybe it's this week in Baylor. Let's stay with that Texas team because of the five-star, the general for Texas, they get all these five generals. None of them are tough or play well. The head coach has been at two of the great programs of all time, didn't win. Now he's at Texas, can't win against TCU at home. So now they go. To, now they got Kansas coming in. You like Kansas in the nine. Tell me why. Yeah, actually, Longhorns are going to Lawrence. And uh, the Longhorns lost five of the past six on the road in the past five meetings with Kansas. Texas is 0-5 against the spread. I think the betting market's been a little bit too high on the Longhorns all season. And my numbers have been lower on Texas the entire season. And uh, the Sharps continue to bound, pound Texas week after week. And I'm not really sure why. The last time Kansas was at home, the Jayhawks did blow out Oklahoma State 37-16. to They clinched bowl eligibility. They went on the road last week, a little bit of a flat spot, and got beat at uh, Texas Tech. But still, the Kansas offense rolled up 
and that game 525 total yards. So it was not an issue with the offense. I, I think Leipold's got a coaching edge here against Sark, too. I, no I, I'm serious. I'd say you got to start totally. asking some questions about Sark and how good he is. I've been asking him. No. I've been yeah. asking him, Matty. Nobody listens. I, I've been asking him. Like, I don't understand it. He, he's he got a great PR campaign. I mean, he and both he and Lane Kiffin, they, they, they have these great campaigns. And when it comes time to win a tough game, like, I actually like Ar- I like Mississippi against Arkansas today because if Mississippi doesn't yeah. win this one, this season is a disappointment for Kiffin. And all that talk about him becoming Auburn or going somewhere else, like, where when do you win a tough game? This is one he's got to win. So I'm with you on, on Sark. You know, also last year, Lance Leipold was a 31-point underdog, went to Austin, and beat Sark 57-56 as a 31-point dog. Think about that. I love it. Uh, We have a coaching edge here uh, with the dog. By the way, you know, just an interesting topic. It's uh, it's something to uh, talk about in the future here, but I I think Deion Sanders probably should get the Auburn job, and I wouldn't necessarily have said that back in the day, but I think college football has changed. Uh, to the point where it's about it's all about recruiting and NIL deals. You can really no longer get in trouble for NCAA violations. And I think where the game is headed, where the college game is headed, Dion is a good fit for Auburn. I think uh, he's probably the guy who should get the job. Well, Bo Jackson wants him badly, and Bo Jackson's pushing yeah. it. Now, the AD's from Old Miss, so I don't know how that would, but you're right. You know, it's and what Auburn has always wanted – was not an X's and O guy. They've wanted, they've always wanted a politician, somebody to hang with the alum, play golf, be around, and then let the coordinators run the team. And you know, Malzahn was very resentful. He didn't want to do that. He wanted a coach. You know, same thing with Chiswick, and and then it was Harson never really embraced it at all. He wanted nothing to do with the. He wanted to do just football. So it's a special guy to go win on the plains. There's no doubt. I I, I happen to agree with you. I think. To me, if they want, to, if they're if they're going to take on Alabama, they might as well hire Dion. I mean, look, they're right in the AFCAC commercial. They're right there with Nick. If they're going to take <laughs> on Nick, they might as well do it. That's right. College football is about culture and vibes, Matt Humans, and Dion Sanders will create a culture there at Auburn yeah. and bring immaculate vibes quickly. You like Illinois? Little by low, they've crashed back to earth. Remember, there's now a four-way tie atop that Big Ten West, which is gross. They're catching seventeen and a half at Michigan today. The Big Ten West took 18 with Illinois against Michigan. It's an Illinois defense, ranks third in the nation in scoring, uh, 12.5 points per game. Gave up a little bit more to Purdue last week. But here again, it's kind of a look-ahead spot, too. I think Chase Brown is trending on the ground in every game except the Purdue game last week. you got to think the Wolverine on the Buckeyes next week. They get a lead. They sit on the ball, run the clock. Don't risk reason show anything. Get on to the Ohio State game next week. It's kind, of, it's kind of a similar situation with Purdue today, playing a big number. I took Northwestern plus 20. That, that's down to 17 and a half or 18. But uh, mm-hmm. Purdue's much better in the dog roll, again, and is a big favorite. So I'm going to fade the favorite. I'm taking Illinois and North with a bunch of points in the late night. Hawaii, I'm going to try for the fourth time to win with uh, Hawaii as a home dog in Honolulu. And you oh, did you cash with it. Hawaii last week against yeah. Utah State right here on the Lombardi line. We're going to reconnect with Matt Humans, get a better connection, and come back with the NFL right here. You can see the plays. Northwestern catching 18, Illinois 17.5, Kansas catching 9. You can see he's a pro. He's got all dogs. UCLA 2.5 and, and Hawaii 11.5. Matt Humans and Michael Lombardi discuss the NFL next here Lombardi line. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Matt, Humans is excited because the World Cup is coming up. And during the break, he was reading the World Cup betting guide, which is at vsin.com slash subscribe. You got Mike Palm talking about in-game betting soccer. You got Nigel Seeley. You've got Amal Shaw. You even have me in there. So vsin.com slash subscribe for more information. The World Cup betting guide is out right now. It's extensive. It's exquisite. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line, he's Matt Humans, <laughs> of course, Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Quick question for you, and then we'll go to the NFL. Neutral field, Matt, it's Georgia, it's Ohio State. What number do you make? I thought you were going to say neutral field. Do I take Brazil or Argentina? And I would go Brazil. <laughs> but, um, uh-huh. Ohio State, Georgia? Uh, I'll, make, yeah. uh, I'll make Georgia... Like six and a half, you know, Michael. What, you, re- you remember what you remember what Vinny said, Michael? I believe it. Didn't Vinny say nine? I forget. No, I think he said closer to a three or some. I, it was shorter than I expected. I I thought more like what Matt said with six six and a half there with George laying it against Ohio State. But I thought it I was mean shorter. Ohio State's another one of those programs that I'm not sure they're tough enough either. Right. You know, I'm not sure they are. I mean, well, they're, they're going to play. The best I mean, win is Penn Michigan. State. Yeah, I mean, look, when they get it, when they, when it gets tough, are they going to be tough enough? We'll find out. You know, if okay. you look at those, those top two teams in the Big Ten, Michigan and Ohio State, Michigan was the, the tougher, more physical team last year and punked the Buckeyes up in Ann Arbor on a cold day where it looked like the, the Buckeyes players didn't want to be out there. But yeah, seriously, no when you look at these schedules – uh, I think it's a little bit embarrassing the non-conference schedules of Michigan and Ohio State both play. Yeah, yeah, totally and, agree. And, and, and look, they you know it comes down to that game, and then Michigan, you know, if they lose that game, you know, all of a sudden they don't go to the championship. They're sitting there right. now. Are they five or is Tennessee five? I mean, sometimes if you don't make it to the tournament to the cha- to the conference championship, you're actually in a better position than you are if you did. Yeah, I don't think – here's the deal. I don't think the loser of Michigan-Ohio State deserves consideration for the playoff. And I know that the playoff committee uh, is going to want to try to find a way to rig this thing to get two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams. I think you're going to get two SEC, going one from the Big Ten, because when you look at the non-conference schedules for Michigan and Ohio State, how can you make a case for the loser of that game? I don't think you can. Yeah, yeah I don't think no you doubt. can either. Okay, we talked yeah. about Michael shoveling earlier. Let's go Cleveland-Buffalo. Do you think we're going to see this game on Sunday? Right now you've got Buffalo laying 7.5-8. Uh, Matt Eumann's 40, 49.5 on the total. Are we going to see this game? 
Are you asking Michael that? Does, does he I'm have asking insight? you, Matt Humans. Yeah, let's get uh, your opinion. I, I'm not a weatherman, Matt. Yeah, I mean, it's all about whether the Bills can get out of Buffalo and get to Detroit, right? Because Brown's going to bus 155 miles up there. Can the Bills get out of town? Is there any report? Have they made it out of town? No. Uh, I, well, the, huh? the, the airport's open, but they, they, I don't know if they can get to the airport. I think that's the problem. I mean, look at this. This okay. is just like – this Take a look at epic. that video of the thunder snow coming into downtown Buffalo. That is insane. I have no clue if they're going to get out. Do you have a lean on that game? I know it's not a far, part of your official plays, yeah. Matt Eumanns, but do you have a I lean do, on I that do, one? I have a play on the game, actually. Uh, I played a teaser. I don't play many teasers. I play you know one every three weeks, maybe. And I think the, I played the Bills minus one and a half, and I hooked it up with the 49ers minus two on Monday night. So uh, the two... Two favorites on the card I think are least likely to lose. I went with the Bills and the Niners and uh, just put them in a teaser. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I think I said yesterday, Matt, I'm not, I, I'm a, I would have taken Buffalo had this game been a normally scheduled and everything kind of stayed because I think Josh Allen will play well against the uh, Cleveland pass defense that can't cover, nor can they stop the run. But now with all the, with all the elements coming in, who's healthy, who's not, plus I think Buffalo has – you know, they have a lot of guys out with illness or mispractice with illness, which bothers me knowing that there, there's something going around in their locker room. And it doesn't mean it, you know, and it affects you a little bit. It does. You're not 100%. So I, I, w- I like Buffalo. I would never take Cleveland, but I like the idea of I don't think Buffalo's going to lose. So teasing it down to me is a great play. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of points delay, especially when you're, uh, your game week routine has been disrupted like it has for the Bills. I think that definitely throws a wrinkle into it. Bills were not able to practice right the last couple of days. They're having a tough time even get to the, to Detroit for the game. Like you said, they're a banged up team right now. I don't feel comfortable laying all those points. So if you do play it, I would say uh, try to play it on a money line parlay or a teaser. A lot of sharp betters are taking the three and a half with the Jets at New England. You being one of them. Let's hear your breakdown. Matt, well, the first time these teams played, I was on the Patriots first time these teams played a few weeks ago, and I felt fortunate to get out with the win there. Mac Jones threw a pick six. It was called back. Uh, I think that was going to be a big turning point in that game. The Patriots, Belichick's too much for Zach Wilson. Obviously, uh, Zach threw three picks in the first meeting, but the, if you look inside the box score, the Jets had 300 and I think 388 yards. 387 and and the Patriots had 288 and the more I look at the Patriots offense I wonder what the hell they're doing I I really have no idea what Matt Patricia's scheming as an offensive coordinator and uh, I I thought three and a half is a good number with the dog here the Jets are one of two teams in the NFL that are undefeated on the road who would have ever thought that at week 11 we'd be talking about the Jets being 4-0 on the road but I really like the Jets defense I think it's maturing uh, you got a lot of young talent over there. It's going to be tough for the Patriots, I think, to move the ball too much, to score too much against this Jets uh, defense. I think it's going to be a tight, low-scoring type of game. That gives a three-and-a-half a little bit more value. I'll throw it to, to Michael. I, w- I want to see what you uh, – I want to hear what you see about the Patriots' offense on tape because I think Mac Jones is going to take a lot of criticism that maybe he does not deserve. It's not like he's played really well, but I also think – he has not been put in a, in a position to succeed up to this point in that offense. I think a lot of the problems with New England's offense is they just run a series of plays. It's not an offense. There's, a, there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing, and I think they've got to tighten that down. I really like the Jets here because I think when you watch the first game, you know, I mean, Zach Wilson throws two interceptions that if he just throws the ball away, they're not interceptions. The Patriots got six points in the game without even having to get a first down. And right. I think this game, I believe this game that Robert Salai and, and Mike LaFleur are going to try to eliminate, eliminate Zach Wilson from playing in the game. Swing passes, flats, nothing, nothing, nothing very difficult. They're not okay. going to let him participate unless they get behind in the game, which I don't think they can, they'll do. I think this right. will be a really close, low-scoring game, and I think it'll be a field goal game, and I think it'll come down to it. And – I like if it were three, I probably would pass, but the hook is really important here. And it's hard to beat a team twice. It's hard to beat a team twice in the NFL, and especially in that rematch. And I think what we've seen from New England is they haven't played great at home. They lose to Baltimore at home, lose to, lose to Chicago at home. Now, I know they beat Indy and they beat, 
they beat uh, Detroit. But to me, they haven't played their best at home. And there's enough that you can move the ball without having to let Wilson play. I think that's the game. Look, both teams have turned the ball over. I, and I think the one that they're not going to let Wilson turn this ball over. I really believe that. Matt Eumanns, you're going to take with the Colts. Take the well, seven. Phillies in town. This is a tough one for me. It's kind of like the fifth contest play I threw in. Actually, my last uh, – I feel like I have a lot of fifth contest plays this week because <laughs> I don't like this NFL card. I think it's a tough one to really find bets you feel confident in this week. I feel somewhat confident in the Jets because it's a good number at three and a half. Um as far as the Colts go, I do think maybe you'll get another bump this week from uh, Jeff Saturday taking over. I think the Colts uh, looked like a team that uh, uh, a team that kind of wanted to play for him last week with Matt Ryan back in there at quarterback. I thought the the Colts were energized. I hate to use cliches like that, but I, I do think that when you make a coaching change, sometimes it's not just a one week bump. You get it for a couple weeks, and uh, the Eagles. Did show on Monday night that you can, if you're physical on an offensive line, you can run the ball right at those guys. I know they they made a couple moves on the defensive line this week to try to kind of solidify that run defense. I do like the moves the Eagles have made. Uh, but when you get down to it and you're breaking down an NFL card and you're trying to come up with five plays, sometimes you just got to pick your poison. And uh, I debated this one quite a bit, but I said, I'll take the seven with the Colts and hope they can hang in there. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and it's up to seven. The contest has it at six and a half. And for me, I just think Seriana being a Frank Wright disciple, I think Gannon having coached there, I think this is a game where they got to say, okay, we're going to come back and play well. I think Jalen Hurts, who only played 19 minutes last week against Washington, as yeah. bad as they played, they have a chance to win the game at the end. And they just they had the penalty, which it was a penalty, and it killed them. Same thing like the Jets game. That penalty killed the Jets' chances of winning. So – I think this is going to be a hard game for the Colts. I think they'll get – I mean, Matt Ryan was clean. His uniform never got touched last week. I don't see that happening twice in a row. I think they've got to get after Matt Ryan, and I think he'll turn the ball over. I kind of like the Eagles here a little bit, only because if it were seven or more, I'd probably go with you on the Colts. But that under that touchdown, to me, if the Eagles are a great team, they're going to show it this weekend. I want to get the five plays in. The, Matt Eumanns has taken yep. the Colts seven. He's yep. taken the three and a half with the Jets. He's given the three with the Giants. He's taken the three with the Raiders. And he's given the point and a half with the Cowboys. It's Saturday bet prep, 9 to midnight Eastern time. He's Matt Eumanns. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate Matty, you. Matty, thank, thanks so much, buddy. I have an update on Buffalo's travel plans next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Hey, of course, it is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM as we welcome you back. Wager at BetMGM and earn BetMGM reward points. So this is simple. I tell you every weekend, it's like your credit card. Every time you place a bet at BetMGM, either on the app or at BetMGM.com, you get points. When you accrue those points, you can use them for free bets, airfare, hotel, it's shows in Vegas. It's a great deal. It's a loyalty program like none other in the business. Go to BetMGM.com. you got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, thank you to Matt Eumanns as we bring in our partner, Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata. Of course, Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher. Michael, I, this, I'll just give you this because this is a guy that's verified in Buffalo. He's a newsman and a sports newsman. He says the Bills charter flight to Detroit is still on schedule for 3.30 this afternoon, and the tarmac is cleared for them to fly out if they can get to the airport. And that is your point. We don't know if the players can get to the airport. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to use snowmobiles, helicopters. I mean, like, I don't know how the heck they get there. I mean, skis? You, skis, yeah. I mean, like, you don't know. I mean, like, just getting out your door, it's hard. Uh, you know, that snow is heavy. It's hard to move around. And then, you know, people don't realize, what do you do with it when you move it? Like, there's so much of yeah, it. Yeah, where, where do you put where it? Where do you put it? Like, <laughs> oh, it just, it just doesn't disappear. And then you got to get into your car. And then this is the hard part is you got to drive. The road's clear. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know Buffalo's used to handling in this situation, but th to me, I, I I was all for let leaving early. You always leave early, don't you know? Because you're never late when you do. You can go ahead and roll the B-roll of Deion Dawkins outside his home, Stephen Bond, while I ask Thomas Gable. It's book to book. Everybody has different policy, and you see the crazy snow opening the door. My goodness, it's book to book. How did you handle that game being shifted to Detroit with Cleveland and Buffalo, Thomas? 
Yeah, so a location change is going to prompt the refund. So if you bet that early in the week uh, before the location change, uh, you can come in and uh, get your money back. And if you want to rebet it, you can rebet it. New rotation number up for the game uh, with the new location. But, uh, yeah, we, we refund when uh, the location moves because obviously uh, that uh, that influences a lot of things. And then once you reposted it, what was the action? Were, were people betting the over because Good it question. went indoors? Were they betting – were they taking Buffalo? What was the, when you reposted? So – I think when it got canceled, I think the total was sitting at around 41 and a half, 41, somewhere in there. When it yeah. got canceled. Yep. So we reopened the total 49 and a half. So, uh, you know, the total obviously back up there on the neutral field indoors at uh, Ford Field. Um, but uh, not so much. People are kind of staying away uh, at least early on the, on the total in that game when we reposted it. Okay. Michael, something I want to bring up here just to start, and that is a 10-12 matchup tonight. It's 10.30 your time, so it's very late. It's Utah-Oregon, okay? So, again, this is a rematch of last year's Pac-12 championship game where Utah absolutely beat down Oregon. Here's a wild flip. Oregon opened three. Now Utah's laying two and a half, three. I'll get the updated number. Why? Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, will he or won't he? If he doesn't play with yeah. that ankle, it's going to be Ty Thompson, the freshman. Also, Oregon down a couple starters on that offensive front. And you know how they run the ball, Thomas Gable. Where are you sitting with this number? Yeah, so, well, you hit the nail on the head there. We, we opened this Oregon as two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, we had some people who were ahead of the uh, the injury news, and the line move came in and uh, and, and bet uh, Utah um, uh, taking the, uh, the the two, and um, now Utah is laying two points uh, currently. Uh, so uh, we, we uh, probably going to need Oregon, but obviously that is uh, due there to the status of Bo Nix, as Patrick said, injured in that loss to Washington last week. Um, but also some key uh, some key injuries there on the offensive line for Oregon, and you've also seen uh, movement towards the under in this game as well. Uh, if Knicks can't go, I'd, you'd expect Oregon to really force a run here, which Utah has struggled to stop the run recently. They they have not been good against the run. Yeah, I, I mean that you know the one thing is Utah's offense has been so dynamic, and a lot of it has comes off of Bo Nix's movement and being able to handle it. And and I don't think this Utah team. Is exactly. I mean, they're 21st overall in the country defensively. You know, their pass defense has played well. They 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 shut down a good Arizona offense. They kind of took it to them yep. because they're so physical. But uh, to me, it's going to be this is a little different run game, and it's going to be harder if Oregon. But if Knicks doesn't play, you know, I could see why this line has really moved. And plus, it's harder to play in Salt Lake. I mean, that's a tough venue at night. Great, great crowd there. Yep, yep, you nailed it. Uh, interesting. If Bo Nix goes. Uh, we shall see. He's going to be, obviously, he's going to be hobbled. Uh, okay, the two sharp plays seem to be TCU at Baylor. The Sharps want to take mm -hmm. Baylor, and they also yep. want to take UCLA against USC. Is that what's happening there at the Borgata, Thomas? Yeah, we've uh, we've seen uh, sharp money on Baylor. Uh, currently, TCU laying two and a half in this. And uh, obviously, TCU got past that uh, tough Texas team uh, last week, now going on the road to Baylor. Uh, putting their 10-game undefeated streak on the line here. And, you know, for TCU, they have a very, very balanced offense, and I think they can attack Baylor through the air here. On defense, I'd expect TCU to force Baylor to throw the ball to beat them there, Michael. Um, probably not. Baylor wants to keep the ball on the ground, and TCU, I expect, to kind of stack the box there. Yeah, and I, and I think where TCU has a distinctive advantage in this game is the fact that they can throw the ball, and Baylor, yeah. which has this reputation for being great defensively, has has a hard time defending the pass. So much much harder time defending the pass than they do the run. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I love TCU. Miller went off on the ground, twenty one for one thirty eight against Texas. So when they're not throwing the ball. They can also run it. They're very well balanced. They played great defense. Okay, the next one, UCLA. Are they taking UCLA against USC? Uh, so here it's been mostly uh, USC money uh, laying the two and a half. And um, uh, obviously UCLA probably uh, got caught looking ahead there uh, last week to, to this game. Um, this is kind of one of those spots where you say the Pac-12, you know, they, they always kind of tend to shoot themselves in the foot. They uh, for them to have any sort of a chance here, it's going to be USC who's going to be representing them, uh, if possible, into the into the playoffs. And even that's a long shot for for USC. But 
Uh, right now, mostly the public money here on USC, but uh, most importantly, though, in that game, Patrick, we are seeing the total getting bet. The over <laughs> is getting bet. It's currently 76.5. That's up from the opener of 74.5. Yeah, wow. you know, these are two bad defenses. and yeah, I, Where do you think that over will close? Uh, I, I don't see it getting a ton higher than here. Maybe it goes to 77. I, I think that would probably be the high water mark, though. I mean, so when you think about it, when you're at so that we're looking at a 40 to 35 game. I mean, that's what you're saying. Yep. Think about that. You're looking for hey, a Michael. 42. You know, Michael, these two teams last year combined for 95 points. I know. So, yeah. I know. <laughs> like these are two, these are two. If you're gonna if if those if Beeson viewers and Lombardi viewers are watching USC and UCLA for the first time tonight, you, you're going to see two very bad defenses. To be fair. Um, the next one, Georgia, Kentucky. This one stands out. And then Michael wants me to ask you about UMass, Texas A&M. <clears throat> yes. Well, that's going to uh, be the uh, yeah. That's the decision that at noon. The is is Texas A&M UMass going on the big the screen? Uh, absolutely. You got to put that. I mean, you're going to get dazzled with offensive Ackerman in that game. How does that game get scheduled for today? I ask the same question. Like I would be embarrassed to be playing the minute men if I was Zubo Fisher. They take I, a week off before happens. the last game of the year. That's what they do. They schedule a week off. How about Georgia, Kentucky? Are you laying 22 and a half with Georgia? <laughs> yes, 22 and a half. Uh, Georgia favored by totals 47 and a half in that one. Uh, pretty evenly bet, though. Uh, ticket count slightly towards uh, Georgia in that one, but uh, money's pretty even here on that game. Yeah. I mean, what would you make the line? Georgia, Ohio State. On a neutral? Yeah. Uh, I'd say I'd probably make Georgia about a three-point favorite. Wow. See, Vinny and Thomas are close, right? Matty Eumann's got I, – I, I thought it would be much higher. I, I'm not well, sold. said what, six and a half, Michael? Yeah, I'm six not sold. I don't know how you are. I'm not sold on Ohio State's toughness, especially now as the weather turns. Where are you going to be Michigan-Ohio State next weekend? Well, so that's the question really is I, I think – it's not so much Georgia. It's really how you how you look at Ohio State, right? right. When you when you make that line, and uh, you know, I remember sitting here a couple of weeks ago when we said, "Oh, well, Ohio State would probably be two touchdown favorite over Michigan." That that is probably not the case anymore. And um, I think Michigan is going to test their toughness. That's oh, that's so. going to be the that's going to be the tell all sign for for Ohio State. Um, this was a team Ohio State. I was very high on coming into this season, but. I have the same questions you do uh, about them uh, going into next week. Okay, last one. We haven't discussed Bedlam. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is terrible. And Spencer Sanders is back. He returned last week for Oklahoma State in a win over Iowa State. But Oklahoma yep. is laying it, right, Thomas? Oklahoma is laying seven and a half here right now. Um, and everybody is, I guess, at this point now coming in here on the dog, at getting that hook. Uh, Bedlam with both these programs, though, disappointing seasons this year. When, when Jim Knowles left uh, the Cowboys for Ohio State, that was a big blow. And their defense ranks at the bottom of the Big 12 in a lot of the categories. Uh, I'd expect Oklahoma to rack up a lot of yards today and uh, see scoring from both these teams. Spencer Sanders isn't 100%, but uh, I think it's a little bit high here now with the hook of 7.5. Now you're starting to see people come in on Oklahoma State. Okay, when Michael and I return, we'll get into Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, a little bedlam as we run the board. Thomas Gable, a busy day at the Borgata. Thanks, Thank DJ. you very much. Appreciate right. you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Okay. Racing Sports Book Director at the Borgata, Thomas Gable. We run the board next here in Lombardi Line. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Oh, I can't get enough. Okay, it's Express Bet First Bet. Get 10 bucks instantly when you sign up right now, plus a $200 deposit match bonus when you use the promo code HORSE200. All you have to do is go to vsan.com slash horses. Remember, longtime sponsor, not just vsan, but the Lombardi line. It's First Bet, Express Bet for horse racing. As we got you back here, Lombardi line, oh, you're killing me during the break. Michael Lombardi likes to give us history lessons during the break, and <laughs> also <laughs> him and Russo got quite a competition over at Mad Dog Sports Radio, so... I digress. Um, okay, right. let's get to a couple of these plays, Michael. In Bedlam, it, it's not doesn't have the same juice this year. Of course, Oklahoma no. State and Oklahoma, neither team is in line for a Big t- Big t- Twelve title game. Uh, both teams have underperformed this year. Oklahoma is bad. I mean, they just, to be honest with you, I, the fact that they're favored by seven and a half in this matchup uh, kind of bewilders me because Spencer Sanders. Remember, two weeks ago, uh, Kansas beat Oklahoma State by twenty one without Sanders. Sanders returns and they beat Iowa State. I, I like Oklahoma State catching the seven and a half at Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't know how Oklahoma's favored against anyone. They're 109th in the country on to- total defense. I mean, their rushing defense is 119th. I mean, they don't stop anybody. Like, they're never getting – see, again, it's who's in the lead and who's in control. And when you can't get control of a game and you're getting more than a touchdown – as a better, I think that's a fairly good. And because they don't play good enough defense, now I know they're only the sixth worst defense in the conference. Think about that, Patrick. Think about that. Think what I just said there. The, the as bad as they are, they're 93rd overall in scoring right. defense, Oklahoma in the country, but they're only sixth in the Big 12. It tells you what the, it tells you what we hear year in and year out about the Big 12. There's no doubt. By the way, our buddy Chris Felica, the Bear, he said this is going to be the sixth time that OU has been favored in the Big 12. Excuse me, the seventh time. They're two and four straight up. They're one and five ATS as favorites in the Big 12 this year for Oklahoma. So I don't love the spot for Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma State catching seven and a half there. Let's go TCU yeah, I, I Baylor. Do. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, TCU. Michael. No, I, I, I'm with you. I like Oklahoma State here. I think Sanders being back helps them, and I don't think Oklahoma can stop anybody from running the football. I'm with you on TCU. I was just talking to a guy in the book here. He's betting TCU, one of the sharp players that's around the hotel all the time. He loves TCU today, and I, and I, I think too. there's certain momentums of games that, that change, and you know, it's, you just have to be stick to your convictions like – like tomorrow, I, I'm all over the Bengals. Everybody loves Pittsburgh. I, I'm, I'm in. I, I think it's. I think there's reasons. I don't know what the reasons are to love Pittsburgh. I really don't. And I think there's a lot of reasons to like Cincinnati. And sometimes that recency bias plays into it, which is what I, 
I don't understand the Baylor. Where is the recency bias with Baylor? I mean, they got killed by Kansas State at home. Michael, I'm obsessed. Here's why. I like the fact that TCU struggled on offense against Texas and won the game. I like the fact that they were able to run the football. I like the fact that their defense showed up and stopped that rush attack of Texas. I, I love TCU so much that I'm starting to hate it, if that makes sense. Because <laughs> I, I'll lay the two. I love it so much I hate it. That's my problem. Yeah, but you see, I think sometimes we get kind of, because of the regional bias that we get to, like when what, you know, some shops, like you know, one of the things, we look at our board and then we look at the splits on decent betting splits, that sometimes you just think it's like, okay, here it is, but there's the, like there's steam all over Baylor. Like that's a fact. There's steam all over Baylor. Yep. I don't know if it's good steam or bad steam. I'm I'm indifferent to steam. <laughs> like you said, they got smoked home field 31-3 by and Kansas State's a good football team, but so is TCU. They are ranked fourth yeah. in the country, and they're just laying two two and a half. I love TCU today. We shall see how that plays out. Going to be fascinating. USC UCLA Rose Bowl, not a home field advantage, obviously for UCLA. Nosebleed on the total, 76.5. You got a number, let's just call it two with USC laying it. I think I would take USC here. I know everybody's on UCLA. I watched UCLA last week. I thought they really struggled. Michael Wiley, the running back for Arizona, ran the football effectively on them. And, you know, these two teams don't play run defense very well. I'm going to take – I'll take the better offense. I, I, Dorian Robinson, I think he – look, I think Matt Eumann's made great points about both quarterbacks in this game. We are, as Parcells once said, you can only take what colleges give you. And they're giving us running quarterbacks that, that can throw a little bit not great. And that's why we're seeing the rushing totals in the National Football League go up because of the six-back offense. And, you know, and you get involved in it, you got to go all the way in it. Like, look, I don't think Justin Fields is ever going to be a great thrower – but he's so athletic that you're going to have to go down this six-back offense. Will he ever win a Super Bowl? I don't think so because I think at the end of the day, pro football, much like college football, you got to throw it to win it, especially at the end of the game when you need to do it. But I think these two teams are, are the not the future, but these two teams, these two quarterbacks, are what is going to be more in the NFL as we go forward. Michael, Illinois-Michigan, so what do co- commonly what do we talk about Michigan in this spot? We talk about this being a look-ahead spot. So I went back yeah. to last year, this very scenario. Remember, Michigan was going to College Park to take on Maryland. What'd they do? They beat Maryland before Ohio State, 59-18. to Harbaugh didn't let his team look ahead. I think that's similar here. Michigan lane 17-17.5. Illinois' best player, Chase Brown, looks like he's going to give it a go, the running back. He runs the ball 28 times a game. He's the leading rusher in the nation, and he's banged up, so he's going to be mitigated. I do like Michigan laying the points here. I, I, I think Illinois has got – Belima's got toughness with his team. I think they'll play this really well. I, I, I would lean towards mit, taking Illinois in the points here only because I think the way Michigan plays, they wear you down, and they eventually take the game over in the fourth quarter, which is what they've done with all their opponents this year. You know, And I don't see Illinois – I think Illinois will stay with it. They'll stay with it. Look, they gave up a lot of points last week to Purdue, which I don't think is a great offense. You know, I mean, they were able to make the plays, especially on third down in that game. When when Illinois was coming back in the game, they had a long run, got called back with holding. I think that holding call really cost Illinois the game. I'm not saying it wasn't holding, but I think they lost their momentum. You know, so I just think to me, Illinois, this is one of those if if they got to ch- they got to cover this number, they got to keep this game close to the fourth quarter, give themselves a chance. I think Michigan wins. I think Michigan's tougher. But Michigan always plays close games. Now, it looks to me, I'm seeing the board. It's sunny but cold there in the big, in the big house. Yep, it's going to be windy. Gusts up to 20 miles an hour. Two teams, all they want to do is run the football. That's it. Illinois wants to run it. Michigan wants to run it. That total, uh, let me just get the total for you because I'm just curious now. I looked a little bit earlier. I want to see if it dropped at all. Michigan, 41 and a half. So you got a low total there. Now, I don't know if you believe in style points, but you love Tennessee's position sitting five in the college football playoff rankings. They're laying 22 at South Carolina today. South Carolina is going bowling. They've won four games, but I went to the school. I have no read on this team, if I'm being honest with you. They looked no. awful last week against Florida, a 38-6 beatdown. So I, I got nothing on Shane Beamer's team right now. Tennessee's laying 22. I don't know if you have a lean here. I mean, I think Florida found themselves a little bit. I think Richardson, they finally got him more involved in the run game, so I don't take that as a bad, you know, South Carolina, they're just not good enough to play them 
at Florida. Florida does have some skill players that make it difficult. I, I would lean towards Tennessee here because I don't think they're ever going to stop trying to throw it. I think they'll wear you down. And I think it's a really hard game for South Carolina to keep pace of. And so I would lean towards Tennessee because I think Tennessee knows they're in the perfect position. As long as they keep winning the games by three touchdowns, they're going to have to be the fourth team in there. They have the best possible way. They got the lounge chair out. They're sitting in the sun while everybody else plays one another. They gain it. And if Michigan loses, I think Matty Humans is right. If Michigan loses to Ohio State with that, with that out-of-conference schedule, they don't deserve to be the fourth team. By the way, if you are nervous about laying the 22 with Tennessee, look what they did to Missouri. You know, Hypo likes the style point, 66-24, and he was scoring late against Missouri last yeah. week. We, so we, we, he, we said that. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. They're going to go style point. They're going to do – they're not taking their foot off the gas. They really aren't. I, I totally agree. We can close with this one, maybe get a couple more plays in, but I know you do like Ole Miss today laying the two on the road at Arkansas who's struggling. I I think this is a must-win for Ole Miss. I think it's under a field goal. I think they've got to play well. They had control of the game against Alabama, and they let it slip away. And they've got to me, this is the difference between going to a good bowl game and going to a bad bowl game. You know, and then they got Ole Miss. They got Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl next week. You know, which isn't going to be an easy game. This is the one they have to win, and I don't think Arkansas offensively is anywhere near where they need to be. I think I think Arkansas, I think Ole Miss comes in and plays well, and I, I'm not sure everything's tied together at Arkansas right now, especially after they have not been able to, to kind of get their season back on track. Last week they had a chance to beat Texas A&M, and I think this line is reflective of how close they played Texas A&M, but I don't think Texas A&M played as well I think that was a letdown spot for Texas A&M, and they still got out of there with a the win. Last one. It's going to be cold and windy at Maryland today. Ohio State is there. Why is this important? Ohio State's laying 27. Remember the last time they played a bad football team when it was cold and windy was Northwestern, and they and they yeah. obviously didn't cover a huge number there, Michael. That, that was like hurricane wind there in the windy city there. I, I, I would lean towards taking Maryland in the points, but I think Ryan Day knows he needs to keep style points going into Michigan week. I think he'll want to play his best football. But does he take his foot off the gas in the fourth quarter to rest his guys for the next week? That's why you got to take Maryland. Burke Brothers next. Danny and Adam, live bet Saturday. Enjoy it here on VSIN. Michael, bright and early tomorrow morning with the Lombardi line for NFL Sunday. Can't wait, Patrick. Thank you. Okay, we'll see you then. Have a great day. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.